What's up, everyone? This is Jeremy John, one half of the sports reality team. Just wanted to remind you that you can now listen to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. On any of those platforms, just search the sports reality. Hit the subscribe button, and now you'll be up to date on all of our content. Thank you for tuning into this episode and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Sports Reality. My name is Jeremy John, and I'm here with my co-host, Matthew White. Matthew, how is everything going with you? Oh, it's great. How are you doing, Jeremy? Doing well, man. Uh, Happy New Year. I haven't seen you since last year. First show of the new, the first show of the new year. Yep, 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 yep. Don't you hate it when people say, I haven't seen you since last year? Wildly annoying. Like, I'm <laughs> a little upset you said it, but, you know. <laughs> We'll get through that. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely get past that, man. Uh, what did you do for the New Year's? Oh man, took some tremendous losses. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. It was a uh, is our friend Josh's birthday, New Year's Eve. True. Him, so shout out, <clears throat> shout out to Josh. We're going to we ate Thai for his birthday, and then after that, literally every plan we made failed. Like we're gonna go see Lorena at St. Ives. Mm-hmm. Could not get in. We're not dressed appropriately. Oh, yeah. It's New Year's. That's what I'm saying. So we head to U Street, trying to go to U Street. You know, you know, I like to go to Velvet Lounge. True. There's no line, no cover, no nothing. Cannot find a parking space. Like nowhere to park the entire U Street. And then, you know, after that point, the ball had dropped. It was too late. So we just kicked it, you know, (laughs) went home after that pretty much. But yeah, tremendous losses. Hey, it's all good. There'll be another New Year's, and uh, hopefully, got yeah, more hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what did I do for New Year's? I was hey, uh, in a vehicle doing these Uber trips, and hey, the uh, the come up that, was made that money. Yeah, the come up was real. Definitely needed it because uh, you know, I'm a broke. season was I know right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Christmas was just here, so. Uh, you know, funds wasn't looking too great. I didn't break. I didn't break the bank, but I also didn't. You know, no, it didn't didn't put money back into the bank. Didn't put money back in. <laughs> so yeah, the come up was real. Um, did a guy hit my bonuses? So you know, shout out to all the Uber drivers that are out there. Uh, I wasn't out super late. Um, I was back in my apartment by four a.m. And you may say that's super late, but not really. Not that bad. Um, hey, we got a lot to talk about. Um, talk about it. Yep. NFL week 17. We'll get into that. The college football playoffs. Uh, we'll get into that. Talk about the teams that had that are making it or that made it to the national title game, which will be on Monday. Um, NCAA basketball. We haven't spoken about NCAA basketball since we started this podcast. Um, gonna go quickly through that. Also, of course, NBA news, and we'll have our Reddit topics of the week. And in between, we'll slide in our chumps and champs of the week. Did you get any um, 
feedback from uh the chump and champ of the weeks from last week uh matt who did we have for last week uh last week i had des bryant of the uh dallas cowboys uh, hey look now nah, people were talking bad about des but it's you know he's kind of not that good like how many great seasons has Des bryant had like one right Whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. See, I see. Like, what's a great season for a wide receiver? Like, you got to have a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. And he's only done that once. Let me say this about Dez real quick. Uh, As a Cowboys fan, I'm giving him one more year. One more year. One more year. And honestly. What does he need to do in that year to justify keeping him a Cowboy? Like he needs to have a big year. I wouldn't even say a big year. I would just say Des Bryant and Dak Prescott just need to get on the same page. I don't think you're ever going to see Des catch a hundred footballs, especially okay, but with if they're on the same page. He should still have a big year. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Like, yes, and that's that's all of it. And it may happen, but they just need to get on the same page. And a lot of it is on Des Bryant because he's not a good route runner. Yeah. And we've known yeah. that for since he's been in the league. Yeah. Um, also, he since he had that foot injury uh, last season, he oh. hasn't really got much separation. And I think slow down a little bit. And I think that is really what's causing the problem. Hopefully, this off season he gets healthy. Like I'm hoping that it's just strictly look. He's just been having a lingering injury, and that's why he's not playing well. Um, but him and Dak got to get on the same on the same page. That long? Yeah, I think so. It's a foot injury. I hope. I hope that that is the case, and he comes back and has a crazy year next year. And um, also, this is something that uh, is comforting that. for me. Uh, we kind of saw the same thing with Tony Romo. It took him almost like almost four seasons before they started clicking for real. I'm not hoping that four seasons. Four seasons after, is a long time. Yeah, but it took it took because uh, he came in in 2010 and they didn't start clicking until about 2013, 2014. Like late into that 14, 13 season, that's when he really was like balling out. And then of course 14, you know he played well. Of course we had more receivers, so the stats don't show, but he played well. Um, but I think that's just all it is. But they got to get on the same page. Hopefully wide receiver like Michael Irvin, who he's really cool with, can get in his ear. I'm not saying that I'm not saying Dez doesn't work hard, but he probably has to get the same work ethic as Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin was in grinding, they say, like right after the season, just grinding throughout the offseason. So he was in like peak shape for the regular season. And I think this is all it is. He already is not a good route runner. And then you have the issue with separation out. It's really evident. But then also, and I'll hold this on for our NFL segment, but what the Cowboys definitely need to do to help Dez, because this isn't just a lot of it. Yes, I do say is on Dez, but this isn't just on Dez. And I'll get on the reasons why the organization needs to help him. So, yeah, so uh, we'll get into that during our um, NFL segment. Let's start. Well, we're about to start it right now. Let's uh, recap some of these scores from week 17. Did you enjoy, before we get into that, 
Um, did you enjoy that? Okay, there were, of course, 16 games. Uh-huh. They took away, of course, the Sunday night game because they said they wanted some more uh, suspense and they didn't want... Um, they didn't want like going into the Sunday night game. You already know like what's about to happen for the playoffs. So they decided that they were going to um, get rid of the Sunday night game and then have eight games during the one o'clock window and then eight games during the four o'clock window. Did you like that? It was fine. I get, I didn't really care one way or the other. I okay, okay. I understand this. It was um, nice for the yeah, I understand this. And if uh, in a regular situation, there's always going to be a Monday night game. There's going to be a Sunday night game. So, okay, let's just say on a given week, there's 16 games. Sunday night, Monday night. So now you're down to 14 games. Um, I really do like the splitting the games up. Instead of having the bulk of the games during 1 o'clock and maybe 3 or 4 during the 4 o'clock window. Um because let for someone okay, do you watch uh, NFL Red Zone? I do not. NFL Red Zone. It was probably a lot going on, right? It was crazy. Yes. And the thing about Red Zone is so good during the one o'clock window. And then during the four o'clock window, it's like it's okay. Cause they, there are some there's some weeks in the NFL where there's only two games on during the four o'clock window. Yeah. Because of bye weeks and things like that. And you're kinda like yeah, and if you're in an area which blacks out that four o'clock window, you just have nothing. So, um, but yeah, I thought it was pretty cool um, that they had eight games during the one o'clock window, eight games during the four o'clock window. Now, here's something that may be good news for us as football fans. Do you know uh, the NFL and these uh, TV networks? And Amazon have to re- renegotiate the uh, Thursday night games. Good. The Thursday night games are always terrible. So the, I'm hoping as a fan that they at least at least limit the Thursday night games at the minimum. And maximum for me is they just get rid of them except, of course, Thanksgiving and... Yeah, you don't uh, need super them. late into the season, and really don't even need them super late into the season. Just they're not thanks. that good. Like unless the, unless there's a way they can make the matchups better, and it seems every year that there's only like two or three thir- non Thanksgiving Thursday night games that like matter at all to the team. Like the teams are either not playoff teams, or it's just going to be a, a lopsided game. And yeah, I don't know. They they got to figure out how to make those games more compelling. Like, so many times on Thursday night, the games are just like, I don't need to watch this at all. I don't know. That's They yeah. could definitely do away with Thursday night football. Yeah. Um, I know they, were, they introduced the whole Thursday night every week of the season yeah, uh, for cool. one reason, to uh, get everyone a national televised game. I think we just need to get get away from that. And you don't just say, need to have nobody needs to see the Browns on national TV. Yeah, you, you don't. You don't need nobody to see the Browns on national. Nobody TV. Needs the Giants. Nobody needs to see the Browns. Like, no, no, no. Just let them play on Sunday. And I can deal with a Thursday night game if 
both teams are coming off of a bye. Perfect. Yeah, because exactly, exactly. You know what? That happened to the Cowboys like two years in a row, right? They got well, like a, a Thursday. They got a the last it, a quick three. weekend of a Thursday night game. Um, yes, you were mentioning how the Cowboys kind of got screwed on these Thursday nights. Um, the Cowboys played on Sunday. Then Thursday, of course, for Thanksgiving. We know the Cowboys play on Thanksgiving. We know that. That's understandable. But then they had to play the following Thursday. (laughs) So you had three games in 11 days. It happened to the Redskins, of course, this year. Um, But for the Cowboys, it's happened three of the last four years where they've played on a Sunday, on on a Thursday, and then the next Thursday. Even this year... Cowboys played a Sunday night game. I understand it's at home, but they played a Sunday night game and they had to play a Thursday afternoon game. In 2014, the Cowboys played a Sunday night game on the road and had to play Thursday and then a Thursday on the road. Um, yeah, so that's 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 my that is a lot. So if you're gonna introduce these Thursday night games, how about you introduce them probably uh week five? Because week four, I think, is the first. Or is it week three? I can't remember. I think it's week three. Some team or week four is when the buys start occurring. And then you just pick two teams from the buy. Of course, you got to fix the schedule that way. But this is what people get paid to do. Yeah. Fix the schedule. Um, and then you get two of the teams on the buy and say, hey, I got to play Thursday night. Y'all got 11 days rest. Okay. So it's better than seven. It's better than three days. You know, just just go through and do it like that. Um, so I let me let's not recap the scores. Just uh, recap the the meaningful scores, I guess. Uh, yeah, the yeah the Bills twenty two sixteen over the Dolphins and to get to make the playoffs. Yep, and they needed the Ravens to lose, and the Ravens lost in terrible. Fashion. Did you see the end of the Ravens game, Matt? Ravens were up. (laughs) They were up 27 to 24. It is fourth and like 15 from like the 50 yard line, I think. Uh, Bengals have no timeouts left. Andy Dalton throws a strike to Boyd. Boyd (laughs) runs it to the end zone. Touchdown game over. Bengals. That is how to beat somebody to go to the front. <laughs> that is how to beat somebody to send them home. Bengals win. Uh, Ravens are left at home. The Bills make the playoffs. And honestly, I was really rooting for the Bills to not make the playoffs, especially after what they did to our boy Tyrod Taylor. You know, early in the year where you bench. For no reason. For no reason. And you know what? I actually heard a Bills fan that said, well, Tyrod didn't play well in the second half either of that game. So, um, he didn't throw five interceptions, I don't think. Yeah, he didn't throw five interceptions in one half. So, um, yeah, that puts you behind the eight ball. Also, so yeah, I was really like, you know what? I hope the Bills miss it by one game. And really, it was evident that that one game really messed them oh, up. No, that, yeah, they, that was very stupid. That was one of the dumber things I think I've ever witnessed in sports. Like a random benching of your starting quarterback when you're, you know, a team in the obviously a team in the playoff hunt. So yeah, so yeah, obviously they needed that help, and they got it from the 
Bengals beating the Ravens. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. I, I was, uh, my wife is, of course, a Ravens fan, and um, I was watching, and I was like, sorry, babe. And she was like, well, what happened? And I'm like, Ravens ain't going to the playoffs. <laughs> and earlier in the day, I was like, oh, yeah, the Ravens got this. They're going to beat the Bengals. Bengals ain't going to do anything. She was out here watching novellas, and um, she was just like, yeah, we're going to make the playoffs. I ain't even tripping. And lo and behold, did not make the playoffs. Um, the Browns. Perfect season. Perfect. Perfect season, dog. They did have a perfect season, just not the perfect uh, in the right direction. 0 and 16. They are the second team in NFL history to go 0 and 16. There's been other teams that have been winless, but they're the second team to uh, lose all 16 it's games. Some very good company. Yes, the Dallas Cowboys were winless their first year. I think they went 0 13 and 1 or 0 and I think 0 13 and 1 in 1960. Uh, who the Saints in when their their inaugural season they went. Um, Tampa, Tampa had a crazy Tampa year. also yeah. yeah 0 and 14. The Lions. The Lions, of course, were the first team to go 0 and 16. And we mentioned it last week. The Lions that season, there were times where people were kind of like, you know what, they can win this game. Yeah. They win this game. Even it an automatic loss every time they step, step foot on the field. <laughs> exactly. Even the last game of the year, fans were like, you know what? They're gonna beat the they're gonna beat the Packers on they the road. Like they can do it. And they didn't do it. Um with the Browns on Sunday. The their last offensive play was a microcosm of the entire season. Did you see that play? Did not. I'm gonna set it up for you all. Fourth down, I think it was like fourth and four. Uh they're already they need to go for a touchdown to to win. Because um let me double check on the score real quick. Uh yeah, they were down by four, so they needed a touchdown to win the game. Fourth and four. They're in Pittsburgh territory. Deshaun Kaiser is in shotgun. Drops back. He almost gets sacked. He gets out of the the grasp of the defender. Rolls to his left. He finds Chris Coleman wide open on the sideline. Past the first down marker. He throws a perfect pass to him. When I say perfect pass for him, the ball was going to Coleman's face mask. Coleman drops the ball on fourth down game over. And honestly, the the, the Steelers, they didn't play their starters. Of course, Big Ben and Le'Veon Bell and Brown, of course, was injured. But they didn't play a lot of their starters. And I was like, this is the game. They could probably win this game. And they were in it. The Browns were in it the entire game. But... Coleman drops the ball on fourth down season over. Deshaun Kaiser was so upset. And you know what? Understandably so. Man. I understood Deshaun Kaiser was not uh, polished coming into the into the NFL, but he's done his best. And this team still hasn't hasn't won a single game. Hugh Jackson. Yeah, so you, you go a different route? You replace him, you draft a quarterback? Hmm. 
let's leave that for a little bit later in the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the Browns did a lot to to win this game and still couldn't come out victorious. Um, and surprisingly, Hugh Jackson is still going to keep a job. He is one in 31 in two seasons. Good. As, good. as the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. But some coaches did get fired. You had Chuck Pagano, which we kind of knew going into this year. If they didn't do well, he was going to get fired. He was fired. Uh, but even Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio didn't even make it out of the stadium. Jack Del Rio <laughs> at his... fired in, the, in the third quarter. <laughs> Jack Del Rio found out through his... Uh, it, well, hold on. We found out from Jack Del Rio that he was fired <laughs> at his postgame presser. Have you ever seen that? Uh, I think it's happened a couple times in like college football, but definitely not in the NFL. I've never nah, seen that. I don't think so. Yeah, that's pretty rare. He must have been doing a spectacularly bad job. <laughs> that's awesome. Yo, like that is crazy how. He was the one that come came out and said, "Hey, you know, they they, nobody, they didn't even send him an email. Somebody went and told him he was fired while he was walking off the field." <laughs> and then, of course, crazy. of course, the owner Mark Davis, uh, he um, you know, said it was you know, Jack was uh, you know, good for his time here, but they need to go move into another direction. Jim Caldwell from the Lions, he was fired. I've always felt bad for Jim Caldwell because he, he always some bad breaks. Yes. And honestly, last year, I think last year when they made the playoffs, that was play. he coached he coached them very well. Like they played it, way better last year. Exactly. So I thought I was like, look, they almost made the playoffs this year. Yeah. You know, hey, they man, got and it's that's a difficult division. That's a tough division, man. Yeah, going against the Vikings and and typically the Packers. I mean, and the Bears' defense is like traditionally pretty good all the time. Even if their offense, even if the rest of the team is bad, they're going to be able to play defense. So yeah, so he was fired. Um, who was the who was the fourth coach that was fired uh, on Sunday or Monday, Black Monday? There was a fourth coach, and I'm having a blank. Of course, we had a. Uh, ben McAdoo, who was already fired, there was a oh, was a, John. Well, it's not a firing, but the John Gruden name has surfaced in some uh, possibly returning to the Raiders. Yep, Gruden is definitely uh, rumblings that he will be the coach for the Raiders. Um, I'm trying to find that that coach. Oh, John Fox. Wasn't oh, he fired? Yeah, was he? I think somebody, yeah, he was fired. Whoever the Denver quarterback or coach is fired. What did you say? The Denver coach, right? No, Denver, they decided to stay with, uh, they decided to stay with uh, Vance Joseph. Uh, that is strict. That is, was not expecting that. But yeah, Fox, I think, no, Fox did not get fired. Um, or did he? Look, let's let's Google this. We're we have, <laughs> but I felt like, I felt like he did get fired. If not, he should be fired. Um, but yeah, you, you mentioned, um, 
you mentioned that uh, Gruden is uh, possibly going to return. Uh, Fox definitely got fired. Yep, he did get fired. Uh, Google yeah. is just told me that. Um, <laughs> it's quite responsible of us to not know this information, right, Matt? No, no, That's you, dog. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Gruden is he really a good coach? Um, I don't know. We're we're definitely gonna find out if he makes the Ra- if the Raiders are good next year or the following year. It'll be because he's a good coach. You know what I'm saying? Like the first Super Bowl, it could have just been Tony Dungy doing like all that work and drafting all those defensive players, and he just you know pulled it all together. But next year will definitely be telling. Exactly because um, in Tampa, those were that was a uh, was somebody Dungy's, team. That was Dungy's team. Yeah. And I know, you know, I, I hate it when, when football players try to say, oh, well, the coach couldn't take us over the hump. I'm sorry. Y'all were in the NFC Championship game, winning the game. When, do you remember with that that play when Ricky Prohl caught that, that touchdown pass late in the game? Like, the Rams were not about to go to the Super Bowl. The, <laughs> the Buccaneers were the team that was winning late in that game. And then you come out and say, well, the coach couldn't bring us over the top. No, your defense didn't play well. Don't blame it on the coach. It's a bad game. And it happens. Like, defenses don't pit shutouts every game. Exactly. But then pin it on, you know, Dungy and then have Gruden come in and you win the Super Bowl the next year. I'm kind of like, well, I mean, Dungy probably could have done that too. Like, Dungy could have had those. Exactly. And then, of course, Dungy went to the Colts, ended up winning a Super Bowl there. He's a good coach. Oh, you know, to all those people, all those people who try to say, well, it wasn't Dungy. Dungy can't take you over the hump. He won a Super Bowl with them, left the team in in shape for Jim Caldwell to go two years later to the Super Bowl with, uh, I think it was two or three years later uh, with Peyton Manning the second time. I mean, but yeah, Gruden, after that first year in Tampa, I mean, what did he do with Tampa? Uh, I don't remember. I know that they they still went to the playoffs, but they definitely were not. They weren't winning playoff games. No, no, no. They were. They were. They would either win one or be just losing the first round. So, and another thing, you know, he has his coaching quarter uh, uh, quarterback camp that he does with these um, NFL prospects, and you know, looks good for TV. And you know, he shows his uh, intelligence, but. He never developed the quarterback, and that was the issue. Gotta have a quarterback. <laughs> so I know he has Gotta Derek. Have a quarterback. I know he's potentially gonna have Derek Carr right now in, in Oakland, but how developed do you think Derek Carr is? We're gonna see because he definitely regressed. He did not have a good year. Definitely regressed. Um, this season, it could be because of the lower body injury that he suffered late last season. And he just wasn't totally ready, but we will see this coming season how well he can play. Let's quickly get to, um, we mentioned the Bills. They made the playoffs, but we didn't really mention um, the specifics about the Bills. Do you realize the Bills, this is their first playoff appearance in this century? That's pretty wild. Like, this is their first playoff appearance in this century. 
Do you realize every NFL team has made the playoffs at least once before the Bills did? I mean, the Bills kind of sucked for a long time. They were like Buffalo. I mean, they're like the Browns. Like, they were terrible. And they had to play against, what is it, uh, Tom Brady and Dan Marino for a lot of their years. Yep. Um, but the, uh, They're not good. Even the Browns made the playoffs in this century. Yeah, right? <laughs> the Browns made the playoffs. The Browns in this are terrible. The same God winless Browns made it to the playoffs this century. Um, yeah, I guess uh, we'll talk about... Let's let's move on to the wildcard games before we wrap up this segment. There's uh, four games coming up. Um so starting off with, and I don't know why my computer is acting up. You want me to do the games? Uh, first game on Saturday at 4.35 p.m. Tennessee Titans visit the Kansas City Chiefs. Who do you have in this game? Definitely taking the Chiefs. I think it should be kind of, it should get kind of ugly. I think it's going to be an ugly game, but the Chiefs end up winning uh, for the nightcap of the of Saturday night, the Falcons visit the Rams at 8.15 p.m. Who do you have, Matt? I think I'd like the... I want the Falcons to win just because... I don't know. I like Julio Jones. He's a cool, he's on my fantasy team. But that's it, really. I don't... Yeah. And I think the Vikings can beat the, the Hawks if they have to play them. So, selfish reason. Uh, I have the Rams winning this game. They they will uh, be playing at home. Uh, they're a little. Their starters are rested. To me, the Falcons backed into the playoffs. The Falcons really aren't that good, in my opinion. Um, I don't think either one of those teams are that good. The Rams' well, defense is good. Todd Gurley, and they have a great offense. Todd Gurley, the last month and a half, has really turned it up. Jared Goff is a solid quarterback. Just shows that Jeff Fisher is a terrible coach to not at least coach him up or at least get someone to coach him up. I mean, but we knew Jeff Fisher was terrible since, like, Vince Young. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is no surprise. It's not a surprise, but it's just even even more evidence that I understand it's his second year, but usually quarterbacks don't blow up their second year like this. <laughs> Not like this. All right, for the first game on Sunday, Bills at the Jaguars. Who do you have, Matt? Oh, Jaguars, definitely. It's the Bills. We were just talking about how terrible they are. Put some respect on my name. You understand me? When y'all saying did, my name, put some respect on it. Did, yeah, we were just talking about how terrible they were and how they just made it to the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. However, be another 17 years. <laughs> however, I actually do have the Bills winning this game solely, solely. Solely because Blake Bortles cannot be trusted. It's just so disrespectful yeah. for yeah. you to say something like that. <laughs> True. Blake, well, yeah, Blake Bortles is awful, but. I think the Bills are just a little bit worse. Yeah, I think Blake Bortles cannot be trusted. So, it's their first playoff game in a long time. His first playoff game of his career. I think the Bills, with the momentum, going to come in, win this game. And for the final game of the weekend, Panthers 
at the Saints in the Superdome. Who do you have? Uh, I need Carolina. I want Carolina to win. I would like. I don't know. I just I'm not a big Saints fan. Like I don't really like their team. And yeah, no, I le- definitely would like the Panthers to win. Like Christian McCaffrey has been playing very very well, and Cam Newton also has. And they got Greg Olson back. Like their their offense should be firing. Like their offense should be as good as it's supposed to be. And I think they will be giving the the New Orleans Saints a run for their money. I think the Saints will win. Um, Drew Brees is playing well. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, that defense is playing pretty good. And Cam Newton. You put me on the on 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 the spot. He's still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but uh, their running game isn't that great. And their receivers, they just don't really have receivers. They they really don't, but they have a tight end. They do have a tight end. And I just feel like it is too much for uh, Cam Newton to beat this Saints team this year. Um, We, of course, knew Cam had that MVP season two, two seasons ago, but I don't think that he can beat this Saints team by himself. All right, let's uh, move on to our champs and chumps of the week. Matt, do you want me to start with you, man? I can start. I'll do my champ of the week is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, my bad, Cleveland Cavaliers. She says she don't want a chump, baby, want a chump. Because they're finally about to be getting their star player Isaiah Thomas back, and. They're going to see see how good that they're supposed to be. Like, if they're a team that can challenge the Warriors, we're going to find out, very, not very shortly, but in the coming weeks, once Isaiah gets his, like, NBA legs back under him and if he can contribute at the, the MVP caliber level that he did last year or just at any level, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, that's what I have for my champ of the week. All right, my champ of the week goes to the New Mexico State Aggies. She said she don't want to jump, baby want to jump. Their football team won their first bowl game in 57 years. Is this real life? Hey, shout out to them. 57 years for them to win a bowl game. So shout out to those young men and to the school. Uh, for winning that game. Also, another college football team that champ of the week, UCF. She says she don't want to jump, baby want to jump. University of Central Florida. We'll get into that later during our college football segment. But they are also my champ of the week. Want to go to your chump of the week, um, Matthew? Chump of the week. I'm going to go... Um... I'm going to stick with the, what is it, the basketball theme, and I'm going to say my chump of the week is the Eastern Conference for basketball. Because you're a chump. Like, a couple days ago, the Toronto Raptors were the number one seed in the the East Coast, and, like, that is not okay. Like, the Raptors are not that – a lot of teams, in my opinion, have just been, like, underperforming, not living up to their potential. The, the, The Bucks have not been playing well. The Wizards haven't been playing well. That I wanted the Knicks to go to the playoffs this year. They're below 500. I just, 
in a in a weak Eastern Conference, I expected a couple of these teams to be much better than they are, and they aren't. Like they just are not. They're not playing up to the potential that they have. And the 76ers too. Everybody thought 76ers beginning of the season they looked great. They were amazing. Ben Simmons is the second coming. They should make the playoffs, and they're two game. They're two games below 500. They can't even. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a lot of bad basketball getting played on the East Coast, and it and it sucks. You know, I wish they played better. Yes, um, sticking with basketball because uh, with the champ of the week, it has to go specifically for me, the Washington Wizards. Cause you're a chump. Um, you had the big game Christmas night against the Boston Celtics. You beat them in Boston. Two nights later, you have to play Atlanta, one of the worst teams in the NBA, Terrible. and you lay an egg against them. And it's really been a microcosm of the Wizards franchise in our lifetime since the late 80s that we can beat some really good teams on the few primetime appearances that we get. But when it comes to our regular team, it's like we don't have the energy to really do anything and beat them. We don't have the consistency or the urgency to beat this team. And I wish I could give her a plug, but she is one of the anchors on um, Comcast Sportsnet, and she was on the Sports Junkies the, the morning after the loss and was like, look, maybe Scott Brooks just need to start benching these dudes, benching star players, and just being like, look, for, for this, like, y'all ain't playing – meaningful minutes in the next couple games or something like something has to be done and i understand the players really run things in the nba something really has to be done to get them to be more urgent john wall didn't mention it but john wall didn't play well himself either and i know of course wall later not play that well this season i know uh later in the week they ended up beating the rockets and they ended up beating uh the bulls on New Year's Eve, um, Bradley Beal had like 39 points. I understand these things. They played better at the end of the week, but you cannot lose to the Atlanta Hawks, especially after beating the Boston Celtics on the road. Also, my other chump of the week, Donald Trump, man. Because you're a chump. He can always win this one. He can always win this one because every week, he has said something, something or done something that was just pretty ridiculous that, man, he could really be chump of the week every week. So the Washington Wizards are my chump of the week and 45 Donald Trump. Because you're a chump. Let's quickly move on to NCAA basketball. Um... Trey Young from Oklahoma. Balling. <laughs> Balling. Man's having crazy games. Averaging 29 points and like 11 assists. Half He's averaging 29 points. And this is with one of his games where he scored only 15. Yeah, he's kind of balling. Which was the first game of his collegiate career. Is he a number one draft pick? That's a clown question, bro. No, impossible. And why would you say imp- impossible? Uh, I think he's. I think that there's just some 
other better options. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. He's going to be, he's definitely going to be, you know, very highly drafted. But there are some pretty good college basketball players and even international players that are going to be available for the draft this year. So I don't know if he can, I don't know if he can go number one, especially it depends who has a number one draft pick. I think for me, it all depends who gets the number one draft pick. If the team that gets the number one draft pick needs a guard. Yeah, just go for him, Trey Young. Uh, we know he can score, but he can also distribute. We've seen that. Um, you know, double-digit assists in college is really hard. And he can get to the get to the bucket. He can get to the bucket uh, pretty efficiently. Yes, he's only about 6'1", but, I mean, he's still big enough to be a point guard. So, and maybe he could be one of those scoring guards. I'm not trying to, you know, be prisoner of the moment, but... We saw what Allen Iverson did at six feet. It's just so disrespectful yeah. for yeah. you to say something like that. A lot of people said the same thing. Oh, all he could do is score. He's playing against college players. And, you know, he's not going to be able to get to the rim against the, these NBA players. And we saw for a very long time, Allen Iverson was able to do that in the NBA. I'm not trying to say he is Allen Iverson, but his game does kind of remind me of Allen Iverson. <laughs> So um, I think he could definitely be a um, number one draft pick, all depending on who is selecting at number one. So let's move on to college football and talk specifically about the college football playoffs. Matt, did you see that crazy Rose Bowl game between the Georgia Bulldogs and Oklahoma Sooners? It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous, man. Went to overtime. Two quarters overtime. It was uh, that was a great game. That was a great game to watch. Super exciting. Yes, uh, Georgia came out victorious, fifty four forty eight in double overtime. Uh, Baker Mayfield, who's the Heisman Trophy winner, had a solid game. Um, but the news hmm, things got crazy after the game when one of the Georgia players told him to quote humble himself. Um, and then that player, and I wish they said his name. Um, a lot of people were kind of like, well, who is this nobody telling him to humble himself? Stop playing with my name. I ain't going to say it no more. This nobody is projected to go be drafted in the second or third round in the NFL. So he's going to play NFL football. Um, but Baker Mayfield had a, some slight controversy. He had a... It was. It kind of seemed that he uh, threw up the choking sign toward the <laughs> Georgia Bulldogs early in the game, and then of That's course funny. they lose. That's funny. And then you know when you look at overtime, in overtime he himself did not play well. So when the game really mattered, he didn't play well. I understand it's one game. He's the Heisman Trophy winner, um, but he did not come out victorious. Real quick on Baker Mayfield. Where do you think where do you think he will get drafted? Like which round do you think he'll get drafted? And then the follow-up question is where do you think he should be drafted? Maybe that's a difficult question. You put me on the on, on on the spot. Uh I think he's gonna go. I don't know. How many people need quarterbacks in the NFL? Most teams. A lot of I think teams. He's gonna go fairly high. Like definitely in the first round. Now, where do you think he should be Uh, drafted? See, that isn't. 
he should be drafted in the first four rounds. I I I think Baker Mayfield because of everything that has happened with him during this season. I think he will be drafted in the first round. Yeah. However, I think he's more of a third or fourth round talent, honestly. He is undersized. Um he played in a conference where there was no defensive threat spread offense and he's really not that athletic when you compare him to nfl defensive players so to me he honestly reminds me of johnny manziel yeah and we saw johnny manziel flame out now johnny manziel had other issues drug and alcohol issues he also played on the browns but think about it if johnny manziel was not drafted in the first round I think Johnny Manziel might still be in the NFL right now because the pressure wouldn't be on. When you're drafted in the first round, you're expected to help the team day one. Now, I don't think Baker Mayfield can help really any team day one in the NFL. Maybe the Browns. So, I, hmm. Look, Baker Mayfield's not better than Deshaun Kaiser right now. That might be true. <laughs> so if Deshaun Kaiser couldn't get you a win, what do you think Baker Mayfield is going to do? Jeremy, I don't know. But, the, does, I mean, the who picked Johnny Manziel? The Browns? Oh. I don't know. Um, And then um, the second game of the college football playoff, we had Clemson up against Alabama. I predicted Clemson to win Alabama proved otherwise they won 24-6 and it really was not close it really was not close at all um man alabama was gonna go up against georgia in the all sec title game uh who do you think is gonna win that game i think georgia i think that running game is the real deal I also agree with you. I think Georgia is going to win. I think it'll be a close game. I think Georgia win because of the running game. Their defense is pretty good also, like almost just as good as um, Alabama's. And also Alabama, I can't trust Jalen Hurts as, at quarterback. I'm sorry. I don't think he's good at all. And that's one thing about Alabama. If Alabama could ever get a stud at quarterback, do you know how unstoppable they'll be? Very, very good. Do you realize in their title runs, they've always had nobodies at, at quarterback? They still figured. I know out. that people are gonna say, uh, what's his name? Uh McCarron, AJ McCarron, who's in the NFL, but he's a backup for a reason. But they are who we thought they were. <laughs> He's not a starting quarterback. <laughs> He's a backup for a reason. He might have been the best quarterback to win a title with Saban in Oklahoma. I mean, in, in Alabama. Um, you had uh, who else won uh, with them? Uh, McElroy, John uh, McElroy. He didn't play well, and he never really had good quarterbacks. These teams have been outstanding. But yeah, same thing with Jalen Hurts. I don't think he could win you like. He's, he, I don't trust him in big moments. I don't trust him in big moments. So I think George is going to win this game. Uh, UCF, we mentioned, he, they were one of my champs of the week. 
with UCF. Went undefeated. Hello? You play to win the game. And just quickly, because we're kind of running on time quickly. Um, Do you think this college football playoff needs to be expanded? With the number of teams that are in the playoffs? I... I want to say no just because it's been so exciting the way that they have it. You know what I'm saying? I don't want them to mess up a good thing. So, yeah, I think this is fine. I think it needs to be changed, and here are my reasons why. Um, A team like Alabama should not even be in the playoffs. When you cannot make your own conference championship game, you shouldn't be in the national playoff situation all right well there you have it like you couldn't even make your own conference and so basically but you can make Alabama, the playoffs in the nfl and not win your conference yeah the nfl is different because the nfl there's only two conferences yeah college football there's you have the power five and then the group of five and then everyone else so you have like more than 10 conferences um, there's only two in the NFL so of course that's different but it was like Alabama got an, an incentive to not make it and because they're Alabama people put them in because of name recognition this season Alabama did not deserve to be in the playoff okay they beat Clemson okay that doesn't mean they deserve to be in it Um, I think it needs to be expanded to like six um, and if and even if they expanded to eight, I'll be happy because out of all these teams, think about it. If it was six, you could see a team like UCF could have been in it. UCF is the only team in the nation that's undefeated. That would have been cool. And they're still in a group of five conference that put out some good teams that put out NFL talent. Like this isn't and no shot to them. This, this isn't the MIAC. This is going to be a shot. This isn't the MIAC with Howard and Hampton and, and all right, all right, chill, 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 chill. Put some respect on my name. You understand me? When y'all saying my name, put some respect on and me. Morgan State. Like, all right, dog, chill. You don't have to offend any other people that might be listening. I mean, they're my schools, black, black, black people, black pride, black lives matter. But you know, when it comes to sports, they ain't they ain't really doing it. Y'all, y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? I ain't got no more talking. That's right. And UCF ain't one of these teams. Like, UCF is a good, solid program. It's also one of the largest schools in the country. Did you know that? Did not know that. <laughs> like, these aren't, like, slouches. And they went undefeated, and they beat Auburn. And think about it. They beat Auburn in Atlanta. Atlanta is an SEC city. Yeah. Like, if you, if you went to an SEC school, you're more likely to move after school to there. Auburn is only about an hour and a half from, from from Atlanta. All the fans were Auburn fans. So it was a road game for UCF. UCF doesn't play in these large uh, stadiums. And they went out there and they just dominated the game. Like, they really just dominated the game. And Auburn was the team that was in the SEC title game. The same SEC that's so competitive. Like, they were there. So, I mean, I think, I think it just needs to be expanded to about six. I'll be happy with eight. If you expanded to six, two top seeds have a bye. You all play these games right after you go on Christmas break. 
and then you have a week and a half before, of course, the New Year's Day games, and then, of course, the national title game the week after. Um, let's move on to uh, NBA real quick. Uh, DeMar DeRozan. Ooh, had a big game. 52 points the other night in overtime. Um, true, 52 uh, they still kind of are underachieving this year. Well, not I'm, they're not underachieving, I, but they're not as good as they they want to be. Like perfect, Sergi Baca, I think missed seventeen shots that game. Halfway, take a- like shouldn't they have even gotten to overtime. Like they should have been playing a little bit better. Um, we also have James Harden injured. Looks like he's gonna be out for at least oh, two weeks. That's not so he. He's out, and Chris Paul is out. What are the Rockets going to do? I don't know. They're 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 going to be in for a little bit of trouble, but you know they'll be fine. They just got to get those guys back healthy, and maybe we'll get this. Eric Gordon is just going to get as many shots as he can like he's ever wanted in his life for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> that is true. That <laughs> Eric is Gordon true. about to retire. Um, I think this is the time when the Spurs. And the Warriors start making up ground that they didn't have on the Rockets. And unfortunately, the Rockets will not have a top seed going into the playoffs because uh, Chris Paul is still out. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Rockets during this stretch. Isaiah Thomas returned last night, came off the bench, had a solid game. Uh, He will not play tonight in Boston. Um just one of those rest nights. Why? Why? Why, why would you? We, we just. This, uh, let's, this we, is, we haven't had this issue, and I'm at a loss of words right now. We haven't had this issue so far this season. But why would you play him Tuesday night? I understand it's at home, but why would you play him Tuesday night? Then the next night, big national televised game. You're not going to play him in Boston. The reason that I heard, I read this. This is the only thing that I've heard is he wanted to play in Boston when he would have be like, you know, back in NBA shape. You know what I'm saying? He's played a couple games. Doesn't have to take the night off for back to back. So I don't I just think he didn't want to play there at less than hundred percent, which I can understand. Like you don't want to go there and have to play fifteen minutes at like seventy percent against your old team that you may be a little upset with. Like you want to go in there and try to give him sixty. Perfect. Okay. Valid point. Valid point. And if, and you know, if that is the honest truth, then understandably, um, that's something uh, it's that still I going to be a good game. It's still Kyrie against LeBron. Very, very, very true. Very true. Um, Steph Curry returned Saturday night. Didn't he have like 38 points on well, like the NBA should be a, like very afraid that if Kyrie, if, uh, if Steph is about to play like that, man, what? They could just give out the championship rings now. No need to waste time. Yeah, no need for a play. Everybody playing for second place now. <laughs> Y'all playing for consolation prizes <laughs> in, in January. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, let's get to our not sports segment. Um, you wanted to talk about how bad the Star Wars movie is. Hello. Ooh, that movie I'm is going- terrible. 
I'm going to give you the floor because I haven't seen a movie since Get Out in uh, February. So, oh, man, I hope everybody is listening has already seen Star Wars, and I'm not going to talk too much about like what happens throughout the movie. But I was very disappointed with the new Star Wars. Like, it did not. Uh, it looks cool. Like, it's visually stunning. Like, if you want to go see like a very pretty movie, like it'll it'll definitely be that. But as far as advancing the story or, you know, putting out a, just an interesting movie, this Star Wars was not that. Like, this, uh, it seemed like almost nothing happened for the most of the movie. Like, it was, this was very not, a, this was not a good movie. Like, they did a bad job on this. And I know some people were upset about the last one that came out. The, uh, some people didn't like Rogue One. I like Rogue One. Some people didn't like what is it the last jedi in my not the last jedi was it the last jedi whatever the other one was whatever the one that came out before rogue one was uh-huh. some people didn't like that one because it was you know it was it was pretty much you could see everything that was going to happen you knew it was going to happen before it happened and that was kind of it sucked but i understand i understood why they did it because they wanted to like capture that next generation of Star Wars fan, but they did it the exact same way they captured the previous generation, and some people did not like that. And I, you know, I was I had big, I had high hopes for this movie, and this was not a good movie. Oh, terrible. Um, yeah, I had heard that from people. I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I've seen episode one through two, and then of course episode four through six but i did not see any of these uh rem uh, i guess the disney ones exactly i haven't seen any of them so i can't really comment per per se but i did hear a lot of people say they did not like this this one and they said it wasn't good um now so where does this uh where does this one stand is it is it after episode six which was uh what was that return of the jedi is that there these are taking place after that after the original trilogy like these are the next one and ones in like chronological order not chron- yeah in chronological order okay seven and eight have come out there eight was not that good seven was eh, i could see why people didn't like it rogue one in my opinion was pretty good like i and that was an enjoyable movie but this one not not so much you can skip this one. Wait for it to come out on TV. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get to our Reddit topics of the week. Every week we go on Reddit and we find interesting articles, yeah. interesting message board material, and then we discuss it here on the show. Matt, do you want to start out with yours or do you want me to start out with mine? I will, I'll start off with mine. I want to... These are two pretty crazy stats. That, uh, the first, well, the first one I want to talk about is I just want to give a shout out to the Nets, who I think are one of the, not. They are not one of the teams from my chump of the week because I think that they are playing much better than people thought they were going to be playing. And one of the reasons is Chris Levert. Chris Levert. In the last fourteen games, he was he's been averaging fifteen points. 5.6 assists, 3.6 rebounds, one steal, and shooting 50, 47, 80 
and has a crazy high 650 team share percentage. He's just been killing it for the Mets over the last couple of weeks, and the Mets have, you know, they've suffered a lot of injuries, and they've still been playing, like, they've been playing way better than I thought they were going to be playing. And, you know, it's just good to see that they didn't just totally give up on everything. They were still, they were, they did a lot of bad, the bad moves, signing Paul Pierce, signing KG, signing Jason Terry, getting all those, trading away all those draft picks, but they still, you know, tried to draft the team well. Some of these players have been playing pretty well. Chris Leverett is one of them. And the other thing I found on Reddit, this is, this is just ridiculous. So far this season, James Harden has, James Harden has scored 319 points from the free throw line. That is 40% more than the next player. Say that that again. Say that again. James Harden has scored 319 points from the free throw line this year. And that is 40% more than the next player. Like, that is ridiculous. There's no reason James Harden should be at the free throw line that much. Like, he shot... 300, he scored 319 points. Giannis, who's number two in the NBA at free, with free throws, is, he scored 226 points. That's ridiculous. Is this real life? Wow. <laughs> now, does James Harden deserve to go to the lane? That I mean, go to the line that often? I don't think so. Like, I understand that's part of his game. Like, he plays basketball to draw fouls on you. And, like, that's a that's a talent. Like, that is hard to do. He finishes with, with a lot of contact. But is he doing it that much more than everyone else in the NBA? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, he, that's ridiculous. That is a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> Yo, that is crazy. All right, so um, I found this interesting article on Reddit. It is about the San Antonio Spurs. San Antonio Spurs, we've known they are a team, an organization of consistency, five NBA titles since Greg Popovich has taken over in 1996. Um, so in the last 20 years, they have been very consistent. They've also won the most titles, I think, of any team during that period in the four major sports in America. Um, but here's something that a lot of people did not realize until the stat was put up. The San Antonio Spurs have the fewest days since 1997. Fewest days with a losing record so the fewest days that their team had a losing record do you want to know how many days that was in the last 20 years how many days was it 48 days half way sound like a lot of days doesn't sound like a lot but What's let it? me compare that to somebody else let's compare it to the second place team during the same period the Dallas Mavericks. They're a good franchise too. Were under 500 for a total of 771 <laughs> days. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Look, the model of consistency with the Spurs. The Houston Rockets are third. Another good team. 
856 days. <laughs> Wait, what did the Spurs have? 48. Ooh. That's kind of ridiculous. Your Los Angeles Lakers. Hey, out here. They're four. Be back out here. During this same period, actually, they won five titles. I forgot about them. It's just so disrespectful yeah. for yeah. you to say something like that. Lakers had some great years. With Kobe and Shaq yeah. and Odom and Gasol and Bynum. They also won. Queensbridge. Yep. They won five titles during the same period. They were, they had a losing record for a total of 874 days. Spurs are a very good franchise. And then the Utah Jazz, top five, 922 days under 500. And then the stat even breaks it down even more. Um, so they were under 500 during the 99. Hold on, hold on. In two seasons, those stats they won the title season days under five. Um, man, where is it? Can't find it. Oh, it says uh, 32 of those 48 days came over two seasons, by the way. Okay, that's ridiculous. (laughs) There have been six seasons, potentially seven, if something funky happens in the coming days slash week. Let me read that again. Potentially seven, if something funky happens in the coming days slash week. Out of the last... 20 where they have been sub 500 record at any point obviously this means that they have spent 14 out of the last 20 years where their head has been floating above water from start to finish (laughs) this seems impossible man it's greg popovich the uh best coach in the major four major sports in this history in, in the modern history the best coach in the four major sports. He's definitely the best coach in basketball. I I don't know. Belichick might be very good, but I need to see him play without Tom Brady you now. I think just, Greg. Like, that's it. I think Greg Popovich of the four of the four major sports is the best coach, strictly because of this. He's doing this with star players in the NBA. Star players control everything. And if they don't like you, they're not going to play. If they don't see that you're intelligent enough, they're going to run you out of town. This guy, I understand people talk about He's had Tim a special Duncan. type of star player, though. Yeah, but Tim Duncan, if he didn't like you, he probably would have said, look, I got, we got to get, we got to get you out. Tim Duncan, we, we are only saying this because it hasn't happened same thing with Kawhi and David Robinson like it just because it didn't happen doesn't mean that they didn't have that personality we even had Steven Jackson on that team and Steven Jackson glows talks exactly even went back to play with them late and when they cut him he wasn't even upset (laughs) like he felt like he could still play in the NBA when the Spurs cut him he was just like look maybe it's my time then Pop knows what's Pop knows what's up so, I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he's the best coach. I and that's why I think Belichick, 
is probably the best football coach. Um, but he is also in a sport where as the coach and as the coach that has say in personnel decisions, like he cuts guys like like they're nobodies. Like he has cut guys the night before Super Bowls. Do you remember Sterling Moore? Who he had the game saving play in the AFC championship game and then was cut the night before the Super Bowl. That's crazy. And I'm saying that because he has more say in the NBA players run the league. And the fact that he is able to still coach that team 20 years later and still be dominant and still people want players still want to play for him. Because he's the best That's why I would say he's the best. That's why I say he's the best. All right. So uh, let's, let's wrap this up. Uh, what to watch this week on television? Do you have anything um, for us to watch, Matt? Uh, I don't know if you guys checked it out yet, but Runaways just released two more episodes. Really good TV show. Like, very, very good. My things to watch are, they are sports related. Tonight's game, it is, tonight is Wednesday. Uh, or today is Wednesday, sorry. Um, tonight's game, Boston Celtics will be hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers. That is one thing to watch. Also, the national title game, which will be on Monday at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta between the Georgia Bulldogs and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Specifically, not just the game, but the halftime show with Kendrick Lamar. Must watch. Oh, yeah. Won't be surprised if the Migos somehow come out there. They definitely need to be court or uh, field side. They won't be surprised. I won't be surprised if they show up on on stage too, and it'd be great, you know, to, to showcase Atlanta, one of Atlanta's hottest or yeah, uh, artists right now. Future. What? Gotta have it. He's gonna be in the building. Everybody gonna be in the building. Shout out to Atlanta or Gucci. Oh, look! If Gucci comes, I'm just gonna start crying. The legend. <laughs> I would be amazing for the city. What does what does Guap stand for again? What does that stand for? Oh, no clue. Probably something inappropriate. <laughs> it is. It is very inappropriate. <laughs> or it was until he came out of jail. Then he changed it up. <laughs> and so yeah, that's so that's uh that's my uh what to watch this week. Hey Matt, it's been a pleasure. We that's did not fun. go. We did not go two hours. Oh, yeah, we, <laughs> we did not. Yeah, that's good. That was good. Just a little bit over an hour. So uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe. We have three ways for you to listen to this podcast. You can listen to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Google Play. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud. Just simply on all three platforms, search The Sports Reality subscribe to us so you get all of our up-to-date content you can also follow us on instagram the sports reality uh you can follow us on our facebook page the sports reality and on our twitter page sports underscore reality underscore hey matt it's been a pleasure uh let's do this again next week and until next time everyone sports reality peace